0: Hello and welcome to All Things Urticaria from MedThority. In this series of podcasts, our host, Professor Marcus Maurer, is joined by his friends and colleagues to discuss All Things Urticaria. Over to Professor Maurer. Hello and welcome back to All Things Urticaria. My name is Marcus, Marcus Maurer. I'm here in Berlin and I'm talking to my friend and colleague, Christian, Christian Westergaard. Hi, Christian.
1: Hi, Marcus. I'm talking here from Aarhus in Denmark. I'm happy to be here with you to be on this All Things You To Carry podcast.
0: Super. We haven't had the chance to talk in a while, and uh, I saw that you just came out with uh, a lot of colleagues from Scandinavia with new results from the Aware Study. Mamma mia! What a study, no? Uh, it really keeps on giving. So many things we learn, and you focused on the results obtained in Scandinavia what give give us the gist give us the uh, the the executive version of what this new publication brings
1: well, the executive version is that unfortunately it seems true that um, too many patients are not treated according to the guidelines and when they are, what we see is that they do actually uh, have their euticaria uh, treated quite well so so this is basically what we saw um, from the new results. Um, we did have a publication prior to this where we also looked at all of these uh, patients and what their, their disease, and and it was 100 I think 50 58 patients or something like that. And what we learned from this is that uh, many of these patients actually also had a lot of comorbidities, including um, atopic uh, comorbidities, including um, uh, rhinitis, atopic dermatitis, obesity, mm-hmm. hypertension was part of what we saw in these. Interesting. We'll these... come back to that in a minute,
0: but be, what what's wrong? Why is the guideline not being used? Where do we not do what we should do? Is it the updosing of antihistamines? Is it switching to OMA? What what do we not get? The guideline is very clear, even clearer now than it was before at the times that uh, AWARE was done as a study, no?
1: Yeah i think that i mean the main problem is probably we should look inward and look at ourselves do we really do enough to disseminate uh, the guidelines i mean i can only speak for for scandinavia and for denmark in particular uh, but this was a study done in norway denmark uh, sweden uh, and and a few places in finland i think but but what we really need to do is that we need to get this out uh, it's not I, I agree with you it's not complicated it's not something that is um, difficult to do, uh, but we really need to disseminate it. And we're trying to do it with different kind of uh, ways to attack it. We try to do courses, we try to do preceptorships, we talk about it at all cases. So so I think it's really a question of awareness. And a podcast like this could probably help to it if we could get other um, dermatologists to listen to this in, in different countries. I think this is the way to go ahead. We need to disseminate and it takes time.
0: I I agree. If you could see me, you would see my fingers crossed. Hope it helps. Uh, We need to talk about the need to treat. Christian, I think you're right. Awareness and knowledge is part of the equation. But is it maybe also us not understanding how bad urticaria really is for those who have it? I sometimes wonder if we are underestimating the need to treat. We know how to do it, but we just don't think it is necessary. Could that be part of it?
1: Absolutely, I think you're right, uh, we have had uh, discussions with doctors patient organizations politicians and you know. If we if we put it very simply what i've heard, especially from decision makers. Uh, is that well it's it's just a little bit of an itch, you can take a, an antihistamine and lie on the couch for a day or two, then it's over people simply don't understand the severity of the disease and how it affects the life of these patients mm-hmm. uh, i know we're going to talk about it in a minute but we see and it's really an over overrepresentation of uh, psychiatric diseases among these patients mm-hmm. anxiety depression and this cannot be explained you know only by inflammation or something like that it's really something that has a deep impact on your life so not only is it painful itchy but it's much more than that it's i mean to, to use a, a, a phrase that we've used, it's more than skin deep. It goes into other organs too. It goes into your life, your everyday. So I think if, I mean, I remember being at meetings where you had patients talking about their disease, and it's mm. it's really horrifying when you yep. hear the stories for some of these patients. I was what, just how...
0: to say, I was just going to say, I think the patient's voice is so much needed here. They're the only ones who can really make us and, you know, decision makers, payers, uh, politicians understand how much good treatment is needed. Uh, do you have a patient organization now in Denmark and in Scandinavia?
1: Not specifically for urticaria, but we have an asthma allergy uh, okay. association and they cover urticaria too. We have done some uh, series of articles in their membership uh, magazine and tried to explain what this is. But I still think it's very, very difficult for a doctor. I can talk a lot about, you know, we can treat it this way, that way we can measure intensity, we can have comorbidities. But in the end, it's much more strong to have somebody tell about how their working life has been disrupted, how their studies have been delayed due to this disease, how they're unable to concentrate or to be, you know, father or mother for their children. So in many ways, I think we we need those stories, either in magazines, on the Ucare website, but it's very difficult to, to get this out.
0: I, I so agree. And if there are any patients listening in, uh, please do know. We uh, we have your back. We will support you. We will give your voice room and space. We have the Ucare for you platform, and we want to encourage you to really develop a strong voice, advocacy, awareness for chronic urticaria. Um, uh, Christian, you alluded to it already. I I, I think we can... Put it simply, as this is more than wheels, this is more than angioedema, it has a huge impact on life. And every year that patients have uncontrolled urticaria adds to the risk of having more problems. Now, this uh, uh, is something that manifests with depression, panic disorders, uh, anxiety. Uh, there's also an increased risk of autoimmune diseases. What, what's, what's our job, uh, Christian, as allergologists, as dermatologists, to look at this big spectrum of non-derm, non-allergy diseases?
1: I think our main job is to be aware that this problem exists. So if you see a patient, if you have patients with euticaria and edema, you need to ask them and you need to be... Uh, yeah, aware that that this exists because if you have patients, you have to ask them uh, into depression, psychiatric symptoms. You have to be aware that there might be autoimmune diseases. You have to screen for them at least through taking a patient history. I'm not advocating that you should do ANA screening on all patients, but you need to, you know, be aware and ask and take history with respect to any symptoms of autoimmune diseases. And then if you get the suspicion that there could be something here, do take the, the tests. And if you need other doctors, you should, I mean, if you're in a UT Care Center, I think one of the things that, that is very important, I think being in a UCare Center also, I could say we've just been re-certified. Uh, really and we're said. very happy about this. <laughs> but <laughs> but what we what i wanted to say is that one of the things there is that you have to have a multidisciplinary approach to the patients so i'm not an expert in uh, endocrinological diseases but i know how to identify them and then to refer them to my colleagues or to do things like that or to refer them to psychiatric counseling or whatever so i think that's We need to be, again, awareness is is sort of like a buzzword here today with me, Uh, but I think we need to be aware of all these diseases and take action. Take action whenever it's needed.
0: Agreed. Still, I think we have to manage expectations because the understanding um, that there are comorbidities in the sense that they're just more common in patients with chronic urticaria and There are comorbidities that are consequences of the disease that has implications for treatment. I think we cannot expect that Hashimoto will get better when we uh, start controlling treatment of urticaria. But with the the psychiatric diseases, I think this is very likely. I'm not aware of data. Are there studies that depression and anxiety get better when urticaria comes under control?
1: Well, in the data, the I don't know about if there's any data on that. You would expect it, sort of, if you take away the disease, unless it's a a very severe depression with uh, psychosis and so on, then you would not expect it. But um, the data that we have, what we see is that there is an increased risk of having depression Mm. when you have your diagnosis of chronic uticaria. Probably, I mean, a speculation, because it's registry data that we look at, but probably that is due to the fact that you've had this disease for many years before you, finally reach a hospital department and then you get your uticaria treated but what we can see is that the risk of having a depression after being diagnosed with uh, uticaria uh, if you if you weed out the first year after that is is very much lower Mm. not even significantly higher so i do think it's speculation because i cannot really say from these data so i i would speculate that if you treat the then your depression or your risk of having a depression would decrease. Yeah. So I do think that that managing this is 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 uh, is, is minimizing the risk of having psychiatric symptoms. And, and it, this is also my experience in an yeah. everyday that they do get better. Their mood gets up, uh, and of course it does. I mean, I, if you're probably able to work or. To have a boyfriend or a girlfriend yeah. to participate in social them. things, of course.
0: Different outlook on life. I see it all the time. Uh, some people are just changed, changed people when they come back after we've managed to give them something that controls their uticaria. On the other hand, Christian, I have to say that good psychological counseling, even to say that, look, you don't have your uticaria because of your depression, if at all it's the other way around can already make a difference. And I've seen patients perceive their urticaria very differently uh, once they've had psychological counseling or treatment. To me, the the cornerstone of good treatment is good urticaria treatment, but there's so many more things that we can do, provide knowledge, information, and interdisciplinary care. All of this must come together for expert and comprehensive care for urticaria.
1: I absolutely agree with you it, it's really also a question of learning how to live with a chronic disease so that it's not the disease that controls you you control the disease that is really to my mind key in learning. i mean i agree with you we need to uh, to 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 treat the urticaria. we need to control it but the patient will also have to learn with the fact that they need to take medication in order to control that so they need to they're living with a chronic disease, right? Mm.
0: No. no, absolutely. You're saying so many true and good words. I wish we had more time, but Christian, I'm looking at the time, and we're almost out, but I'm not going to let you go <laughs> without asking you one last question. Um, Rumor has it the Yurticaria network, the UCARES, are working on the Yurti wand. Now, that's a specific and special magic wand that uh, if you wave it can make one wish come true for urticaria it must be urticaria Um, are you interested in becoming a beta tester and if so (laughs) what
1: would your wish be christian my wish would be that actually we have to go back to the very first question you asked me my wish would really be that all doctors knew basic approach to the treatment of urticaria mm. because i think so many patients even you, you don't need to be a specialist in dermatology or allergology gps everybody can really treat i would say maybe 80% maybe 70% of urticaria patients very very well without any other things that just, you know, do the basic stuff. So if I could make that wand, I would insert the knowledge of the guidelines into all doctors' heads around the world.
0: It shall be granted, Christian. I hope that (laughs) this can be something
1: that, no, it's going to take a lot of
0: work, a lot of time, a lot of effort. And I know that you as uh, one of the motors of the UCare network are really pushing for that and I thank you so much for your dedication Uh, it is highly appreciated Um, look thank you so much for joining us today
1: thank you for inviting me it was a pleasure to be here
0: it was it was Christian we should do this more often People out there, this is All Things Urticaria, your You Care podcast. If you have a question that you would like us to address in one of the next episodes, if you have a topic you would like to know more about, let us know. We're always looking for good suggestions and helping you help patients with urticaria. So until the next episode, stay well, be well, goodbye. Medthority would like to thank Marcus Maurer for that fascinating insight into UCARE. If you have any other questions regarding urticaria please feel free to ask us via our website www.medthority.com. Remember to tune in for the next episode of All Things Urticaria. From all of us at All Things Urticaria from Medthority, have a lovely week.